Welcome to Marketing Mastermind for high achievers in the finance and investment industries. The podcast where you discover the best marketing strategies for financial professionals. We interview top experts who share what works best or not for your practice. Your host is Stan Mann. Stan coaches financial professionals to achieve your goals and create the life you want. Here's your host, Stan Mann. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Client Acquisition Mastermind for Wednesday. It's our last call of the month. And as most of you know, we meet the first three Wednesdays of the month at 9 a.m. Pacific. My name is Stan, Stan Mann, and I'm a widower now and I live in North Las Vegas with my daughter Dawn and her 101-pound German Shepherd, Jack. (laughs) I'm 87 years old now and of course I could retire, but I'm just having too much fun at what I'm doing. I don't know what else I'll do, frankly. I can't uh, go deep sea fishing anymore. It takes too much balance and stamina and so forth. So, you know, coaching, that's my recreation and passion. You know, I'm telling you these things so you know who you're listening to and why you should listen to me. Because I used to be a therapist for about 20 years, clinical social worker, University of Michigan. Then I switched to business coaching. And that's been about, oh, I don't know, 18, 19 years now. And I'm the only coach who is an expert in both the outer and the inner game for advisors. So I offer individual and group coaching for financial professionals, and I help them substantially grow their business with less work and less stress. That's important to me, I guess, as a therapist. I don't want you to stress. I want you to enjoy life. And I coach worldwide by telephone or by video conference. And if you're interested, just follow up with me after the call or the replay or whenever you want. I simply reply to one of my emails And we'll have a nice little chat. Now, this mastermind group is for financial professionals primarily, or other sales professionals would get a lot out of this too. But either you're struggling because you need more clients, or it's you want more clients. You know, you're fairly successful, but you're not growing. You can't seem to get past the plateau. You're kind of stuck on the level. So, and you really want to help more people. And you want more freedom to live the way you want. Or maybe you have enough clients, but you want more time and freedom to work only the hours that you want. Or, you know, you'd like to get better clients who are easier to work with, more fun. And you have that nagging feeling you're not achieving, living up to your true potential. Okay, for these calls, we keep them to 30 minutes, and I try to be strict about that to respect your time and mine. The format for this year, for 2016, is pretty much a teaching call with room for questions at the end. If you guys have questions, and if we have time at the end, you can ask the questions. But listen, if you have a question that you want to make sure you get answered on the call, the best way is to submit those questions ahead of time. And then I'll absolutely make time to address those questions on the call. And as far as the teaching goes, it's a different topic each month. You know, in August, we covered strategy one, creating a successful mindset. You know, that's essential. It's the first thing you need to have to build a thriving financial advisory practice. 
people like Andrew Carnegie, Napoleon Hill, Norman Vincent Peale, and Stephen Covey have all written how your state of mind is the key to success. And we covered that in August. So the month of September, we're talking about your niche. Now, having a niche is so helpful to grow your practice. You know, a niche makes it so much easier to attract and to engage your ideal clients and to get those kind of clients. We covered all the different ways to find your niche. So one of them has to work for you. And one of the things that my favorite that we covered, we focused on how my easy, natural way to grow your niche that fits you like a glove. Now we're in the month of October, and we're covering strategies, how to get the inside scoop on your tribe, give yourself an unfair advantage. We talked about the key questions you can ask and why it's important to have that information. And we cover related topics. Like today, we're going to cover networking. So in November, we're going to position yourself as a go-to financial expert. You know, positioning is creating a certain perception of yourself in the minds of your target market or tribe. You want your potential clients to think about you in a certain way. It's their impression of you. You want to see your people, to see you as the best person for solving their financial problems. You want them to know that you are the perfect fit. In December, we're going to talk about creating compelling, irresistible offers. You know, marketing and getting clients is all about communication. So you need to deliver a good marketing message repeatedly, efficiently, and effectively. And you can all use your usual methods of communication, email, verbal, telephone, giving talks. However, you create an irresistible offer and your messages will be much more powerful. They'll be clearly focused on what people in your niche really want, what they say they want. And you can communicate your messages so they're heard and listened to by ideal clients. And January, we'll talk about how to make your website a lead generating machine. We'll talk about the ways to get more high net worth clients by building that machine. Talking just not only about your website, but your social media sites, such as LinkedIn, especially LinkedIn. You need to have a website and you need to be on LinkedIn in order to establish credibility. Prospects will look you up. If you get a referral, they're going to look you up on Google. And so you have to have a good presence. Have you Googled yourself lately? Or do you find yourself presented in the way that you want? You know, that World Wide Web offers a new opportunity for small business owners. And in February, we're going to talk about how to generate referrals from a cadre, a group of raving fans. Hey, doesn't that sound great? You know, this strategy covers how to get a steady flow of profitable referrals. And you spend less time hunting for new clients. Wouldn't that be nice? Because you're getting referrals. And they're already kind of warmed up for you, pre-sold practically. So I'm going to show you in February how to put in place a system that will get you a steady flow of profitable, high net worth referrals. And you learn the surest way to get clients to refer to you. How to position yourself as the logical choice 
are the four best times to referral conversations. I almost said ask for referrals because you don't directly ask anymore. It's just considered <laughs> impolite, I guess. But there's a better way, and we'll get into that. And we'll talk about how to educate your referral sources and how to maximize the quality and the quality of referrals and exactly what to say to get referrals, like I mentioned, without even having to ask. And Marsh will talk about taking action, following up on the eight strategies. And when you've mastered all this, you'll be on your way to six, seven-figure income. To start finding these high-net-worth prospects, you can network where they hang out, you can give talks where they are in the audience, you can write articles in the journals and magazines they read, and I'll give you the four most effective ways to find those high-net-worth prospects. By the way, recordings of our past calls are not included with this mastermind, but if you're a customer or a client of mine, meaning you spend money with me, let me know, and I'll open up the archive just for you. And if you buy something from me in the future, I just ask for that access. And if you're already uh, bought something from me, a client, I just ask me for the link. I'll be delighted to give it to you. So, please, get ready to take some notes. Get out a pen and paper, or be on your computer, because this month, we're focusing on networking, and uh, this is a, this is a funny topic. I had a lot of fun talking about it <laughs> because of the way, way it goes. Now, networking is a great way to make friends, learn about new resources that you need. It's a way to help other people, and of course, it is a way to get clients if you do it right. But it's tricky, and it's really very counterintuitive. And most advisors get this networking thing wrong. Here's what most people at networking events do. They hear, hey, it's a great place to get clients. So what happens? Everybody goes there looking to get clients. Everybody is trying to sell everybody else. So no one is looking to buy anything. So you find it kind of frustrating and you try and sell to somebody who's not in the buying mood. You know, you get in a certain mindset. You know, when you go to a shopping, like to a store or something, you're in the mindset to buy. But if you go to networking, you're not in that mindset. You're in that mindset to sell. And it doesn't match. <laughs> People kind of get frustrated by this and trying to figure out just what to say. Now, I know some of you have been trained and know that you have this value proposition that you've rehearsed, and you're trying to tell everybody what it is. You're trying to tell everybody, well, you help uh, people at, let's say, uh, at Gotham uh, Plastic Surgeons, you know, how to save for retirement, or whatever it is. Mine is, I help financial advisors break through their acquisition ceiling. The production scene, break through the production ceiling with less work and less stress. So when people ask me what they do, that's what I tell them. And you should have something like that. In case you run across somebody that really wants to know, it is good to have. But, you know, when you go to most of these networking, it depends which one, which group you're in, 
But the general ones, like Chamber of Commerces, you find precious few buyers to tell your your value proposition to. And, of course, that's what you want. Now, have you ever been to one of those networking events where everybody gives those 30-second commercials? You know what I mean. You go around the room, start with the first one, and... 30 seconds, and the next one stands up and he gives his 30-second commercial, and the next guy stands up and gives his commercial. And the funny thing about it is you know nobody's listening because what are you doing? You're rehearsing and waiting your turn to talk, and you're too preoccupied with what you're going to say to listen to the other guy. (laughs) And we know that's all happening. Especially the first people that, you know, get up to talk. No one's listening to them. Now, if you're one of the last, well, then you got a chance of being heard because the other ones have got it off their mind and they're kind of open to listening. <laughs> but I find that, that pretty humorous. And that's what goes on. And now, I don't want to um, discourage you because what I've been saying, it makes things sound kind of hopeless. Uh, but, you know, networking survives because it's really, truly valuable. It is valuable, and you can make it work. You know, you can get good relationships going. You can find things that you need. You might even find somebody that you want to buy their services from. That would be a good fit for you. And you can find the clients and get relationships. You can get referrals. But you got to do it right. Now, here's the basic problem. Those scenarios I just described, the problem is everyone is a taker, right? Everybody's a say, gimme, I want to sell you my services. The solution is to be a giver. Just be the opposite. You know the saying, you've heard the saying, givers gain. It's really true. And the more you give the more you gain. Now, there are different kind of givers and takers. There are people who are just takers, and they tend to turn people off. The vast majority are conditional givers. You know, they have, like, keep score. They want to be 50-50. They'll even say things like, you owe me now after they do you a favor. That's uh, so-so. That really... This is the most productive way. You know who the biggest gainers in the system are? You probably know this, but just those that don't. It's unconditional givers. Those that give with no expectation of getting anything back. They never say you owe me or or even think about that. They just give and give and give, and (laughs) it pays off. So... This is a little funny, too, when you think about it. You're really expecting to be given back eventually in what I've been describing. That, that's the way I am. I used to be a very conditional, you know, I used to, you know, you owe me one kind of a guy. But since I've read this and thought about it, I became an unconditional giver. And another thing that keeps me going on the unconditional giving is I, it feels good. It really feels good, and it feels good not to worry whether I'll be paid back or not. So I urge you to be an unconditional giver when you go to these networking events. 
and we'll talk a little bit more about how just how to do it. Now, Robert Chadep, he's the guy that you know, is running these things now, and he talks about the law of reciprocity, that when you give, that people uh, begin to feel like they owe you something, and they want to pay you back. And uh, it improves relationships. So what you do is you go around the room looking for people you can help, trying to get help without expecting anything in return. What you do is you act like the host instead of acting like a guest. So when you go to a networking meeting, the people you want to help are the real hosts, you know, the organize themselves. So arrive early and help them. You know, I've done that. You come early, you know, they're setting up the tables, help them set up the tables, help them to the chairs, other chores that they want to do. Another thing that if you can get the role, if you can introduce, if they have a speaker at the event, if you can be the one that introduces the speaker, that's a great role to get. You'll be able to be seen as one of the important people, one of the movers and shakers, one of the organizers. And the organizers, of course, will appreciate you. And you set up a good relationship then. And then after that, go around the room looking for people to help and start building relationships. Have real conversations. Talk about the things you have in common. Now, there are three uh, important things to talk about in common. Here's ideas. Talk about family. Maybe you both have grandkids, children, their family. How are they doing? Be genuinely interested. There's a saying, you know, be interested. You know, not be interesting, but be interested in their family. And, of course, everybody likes to talk about their business, how they started and so on. And you can talk about fun activities, recreation, things you have in common that. And these are great things to build relationships and to talk about. There's been a report that there are studies shown that if you have these kind of conversations before a sales conversation, that there's a, it's either 17% or 27% increase in sales. That's huge. Now, one of the things that kind of my pet peeve when I go to networking things is you ever run across some of these people that I think of as nonstop talkers, they just keep on talking and talking and talking and talking. Can't get a word in edgewise. Well, you're not going to get into a conversation. You're not even going to be able to help them if they need any help. So find ways to gracefully excuse yourself and go on to somebody else. Now, obviously, it's much better. The best thing is to be a room that's full of your buyers of your niche where they hang out. So when you're at a function where, well, you don't have your niche in there, you don't find many prospects, but what you can do is ask the members what other networking events you might go to, events that would have your, uh, where your target market attends. That's another great thing to do. Uh, there you have it. I hope I've given you insights about what goes on at networking events and how you can make them productive. So the things I've been telling you about attending 
live events can also be applied to online events. You can do the same thing on Facebook and LinkedIn. I think what people do, and uh, I'm guilty of this, is you kind of think of this uh, like LinkedIn, kind of like it's robots. And you kind of want to give them canned responses and be sort of, you don't build relationships. But if you shift your mindset to giving, just like you would at a live event, that can turn the whole thing around. And you can build up some really good relationships on LinkedIn and Facebook. LinkedIn is best for professionals. And you can get clients there. So there, that's what I have to say for relationships today. Apply these principles and you'll find your networking being a lot more rewarding. And I'm going to leave about five minutes in case there's any questions on the call. Okay, well, you can send me an email and ask your questions, and I'll answer, I'll respond to those. Okay, remember, in November, we're going to have a call. It's going to be a great call, and I'm going to give you the best ideas for helping you grow your business. Have a great day, everybody. And thank you for listening. Remember, you'll find tons of information to grow your business at ResultsProducerStand.com. That's ResultsProducerStand.com. It's full of free information that's better than what you pay for.